Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Adulting Unscripted, where we're always unscripted. A bit unconventional. But mostly unbothered. I'm your girl, Lady Q. And I'm your boy, Sam. All right, so we're back like we never left and ready to get started. So, Sam, why don't you start us off and give us your highs and lows? Okay, um, should I start with my high or my low? Whichever you want. Um, okay, I'll start with my high. Mm-hmm. So my high this week was the fact that I had a trip with my coworkers, Ooh. which is like fun because I don't really normally like hang out with my coworkers too, too much outside of work. Right. Um, just not that kind of girl, but um, <laughs> I hung out with them and we went to Six Flags. I planned a trip oh. to Six Flags and we had so much fun. Oh my gosh. I haven't been to Six Flags in so long. So you planned this trip. Yeah, I planned the trip. It was like so random. It was like, I was at work mm-hmm. and I was like talking to my coworker and I was like, you know what would be fun if we all went to Six Flags? Because I know that two of them have like the membership mm-hmm. thing. I was like, that would be super fun. Like, let's go to Six Flags. And... I am terrified of heights. I hate heights, but I love roller coasters. Wow. Yeah, it's like how that that whole thing of like two things can be true, even though they're opposites. Like another example is I hate the cold, but I love the snow. Hmm. You know, like I hate heights, but I love roller coasters. They're so fucking fun. I love that feeling where you feel like you're going to die and you're going to fly out of your seat or you're going to plummet to your death. I love that feeling. It's so fun. (laughs) Back in the day, I used to love that feeling. And then I got on a wooden ride, a wooden roller coaster. And it was the worst thing ever. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I've, I think I've reached my roller coaster limit. I've, I've rode all I need to ride. I'm good. I'm just going to stay 10 toes down and not even, (laughs) not even worry about it. Not anymore. No, not really. Really? Yeah. No, I'm good. Oh my God. I did that as a child. I'm good. It was so fun. I was, um, (laughs) It was three, well, it was four, well, it was five of us, mm-hmm. plus one of my coworkers' son. And um, one of them, one of the, like, so the guy, the other guy that went with us, he doesn't really do roller coasters like that, but he he rode, he rode most of them. I think he only sat out on two rides. So okay. I, was, I was proud of him. Um, and he was like, yeah, y'all can have this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, but he, he thugged it out. So Well, shout out to him for facing those fears and getting on those roller coasters anyway. Yeah. And then we left and like, you know, okay, so Six Flags, you know, it's down mm-hmm. at 20. Mm-hmm. And so by the time the park closed at six, because it oh. was on a Monday. Oh. And so the park closed at six. And what we did was we found a little Mexican joint over there in that area. Like, I don't know what area that really is. <laughs> but like over there in that area. And we just went in, had a million shots. And like, I mean, ate Mexican food and it was so fucking fun. Like I have zero regrets. We had so much fun. That sounds like such a good time though. It was so fun. Like again, zero regrets. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have coworkers anymore, but back when I did, I couldn't imagine really going on vacation with any of them, Yeah. but that sounds like a good time. Yeah. And you know what else too? I've never gotten a flash pass before. You know, the flash pass is this thing you buy and then you can skip the line. Like it has a separate line. Oh, so I've never. Like, even if the line is super long, you get in the flash pass line and it's like, ooh, we're next. Ooh. <laughs> yes, girl. It was, I will never go to Six Flags again and not get a flash pass. That just, I can just imagine because I know how the lines are, but I feel like on a Monday, was it busy? It wasn't necessarily busy, but it was busy enough. And it wasn't necessarily hot, 
but it was hot enough. I feel you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we can just bypass this line and be like, okay, we're on the next <laughs> ride. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> right. Period. Like, thank you. Like, you know, we had so much fun. That's what's up. So you guys just spent like, it was like a day trip? Mm-hmm. 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 We got there. They, the park opened at 1030. Mm-hmm. We pulled up around like 11, 1130, somewhere in that time. And we stayed till they closed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Gosh, like I said, I haven't been to Six Flags in so long. I would, I would go. I don't know if I'd ride any roller coasters, but I'd definitely go and play the games and get on some of the little smaller rides, probably. Yeah, it was super fun. Okay, so is that it for your high? Yeah, that's all for my high. All right, so what about your low? My low <laughs> is kind of wrapped into a high, but it's more of so of a low. So. Um, I'm addicted to this show, which I know a lot of you guys listening have probably heard of it or whatever, because it's pretty popular now, but it's called Outer Banks. And I finished it. It's 10 episodes, and I don't regret finishing it, but I do regret finishing it because now it's over. <laughs> is it over, over, or is it just it's over not, until a new season? Yeah, it's over until a new season. Okay. But the thing is, like, I finished it, like, within three days. <laughs> So it's like it just came out, so it's like another season's looking like next year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's just like what the fuck? But it's so good. It's like I have no choice. It is so good. You've talked about that show a few times on the podcast and I still haven't checked it out yet, but you I mean to. it's so good. Angie just started watching it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to give it a chance. I mean I'm always looking for new things she to was watch. Like, I've heard you talk about it <laughs> and then Netflix kept promoting it and throwing it in my face. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and she is obsessed. Like okay. it's so fucking you need to check it out I probably will I mean I'm, I'm always on the lookout for a new show to watch always yeah and also to the listeners I want to know who your favorite character is but Loki I only want to know who your favorite character is if you've already like seen some of season two because I feel like if you've only seen season one I don't really care who your favorite character is but I just I, I want to know so let us know who your favorite character in Outer Banks is. Yeah, so guys, send us a message on Instagram and let us know who's your favorite Outer Banks character. And Her. tell me why I should watch it so, so I can get into it. Yeah, it's so good. And it's like the kind of show, like, if you explain it, it sounds really dumb. Okay. But, like, if you actually... Uh, that's kind of how I feel about Game of Thrones, too. Like, Another show I've never I seen. try to, like, explain Game of Thrones to people, I was like, if I was the other, like, the person on the receiving end of this conversation, I would not watch that. <laughs> I would be like, this sounds lame as hell. Like, I'm not watching it. But, yeah. So, that's it for me. Okay. I this is a quick little Outer side Banks. note, but I just looked, and apparently, Outer Banks is number one on Netflix right now. Yeah. So, there's a reason yeah, <laughs> people are watching it, and there's a reason amazing. it's number one. It's so good. So. Watch it, you guys. You will not Actually, watch it and thank me later. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. So it's on me now, right? My highs and lows? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So let's see. For my high, you started with your high, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. So I'll start with my high. My high for this week, let me think. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I met my boyfriend's grandmother and aunt for the first time. And I was really nervous because originally <laughs> I was only supposed to be meeting his grandma. And when we pulled up to her house, he was like, oh, you can meet my aunt, too, because her car was in the driveway. And I was like, oh, no, like I'm not <laughs> I was not prepared to meet two people. I was only prepared to meet one. But 
I was like, all right, I guess I can just kill two birds with one stone. So I, right. I met them and they were so sweet and they were so nice. And I don't know, they seemed to like me. His grandma said that I'm his favorite. So uh, I'm her favorite. So I was like, okay, okay. I'm here for that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Get the stamp of approval from the family. So that was really fun. And so we just um, sat and chat with them for a while. It was really fun. Yeah. So I had a really good time. Obviously you were nervous. Oh, I was super nervous. Cause I was <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I've never met anyone's parents before like yeah. i've never met a guy's parents before so or or any part of his family before really so it was a new experience i was nervous but i just went in there i was like i'm gonna be myself and <laughs> hope they like me and they seem to so okay cool I'm feeling good about it okay okay work love that <laughs> so yeah that's my high and you're a likable person so that makes sense thank you yeah um and let me think oh my low okay so for my low, I was doing my budget for this month, trying to figure out how much I need to make because I have a couple vacations coming up and mm-hmm. bills and all that. And my low is the fact that when I did my budget, I realized I have to work every single day. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I have to work every single day this month to do everything I need to do. Like, no days off. What's a weekend? <laughs> like every day and I don't want to but I can't stop the hustle so it sucks and that's my low but I'm gonna do it and it's my birthday month so I really don't want to be doing this but right. got to do you think you can like work enough to take off on your actual birthday that's the thing so on my birthday from the 28th to the 31st our friend Tyrell shout out Tyrell right, right. he's planning a trip to Myrtle Beach and that's part of the reason why I have to work so much to pay for that so from the 28th to the 31st, I'll be in Myrtle Beach with him celebrating both our birthdays. So wait, are you still doing um, like the Instacart stuff? Mm-hmm. So when you say work all day, do you have like a certain amount that's like, I'm going to work until I make this amount? Or is it, I'm going to work this amount of hours? Like, how do you... So when I was doing my budget, I did it based off how much I need to make per day. So I've I've broken it down every day this month. Like, okay, so, you know, Friday I need to make... 155 Saturday I need to make 150 Sunday I need to make 150 Monday I need to make 100 so I do it based off how much money I need to make and sometimes it's good and sometimes it takes all day oh wow when you hit your limit do you ever like be like I'm I'm feeling good I can keep going depends so like okay I'll give you an example so Friday the goal was 150 Uh I started at 11 in the morning and I didn't reach $150 until like nine o'clock. So obviously when I got done with that, I was like, no, nah, I finally reached 150. I'm not going past that. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. It's over today. I started at 10 o'clock and I had hit 150 by like, I want to say like three o'clock. So I was like, I, I got a little more energy. I can keep going. So I ended up making $232 today. Oh, and I was done a little bit before six. So it just depends on how good the money is and if the orders are flowing in like that. Right, right, right. But shout out to Instacart, y'all. It's a pretty lucrative way to make extra money. I wouldn't say it's a great way. I, no, I wouldn't say it's the best thing to use as a main source of income, but it's definitely great. A cute side hustle. Yeah, a cute side hustle. So, um, you know, do that. Look it up. And in fact, let me give you guys my referral code in case you really do want to do Instacart. We can both make money. Okay, so if you guys want to sign up for Instacart, put in my referral code. It's going to be QWilson33115. That's Q 
W-I-L-S-O-N-33-115. So Work. Right. hit it up and we can both get paid. <laughs> okay, help me help you. Help exactly. Me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Speaking of money mm-hmm. and just like trying to get it out the mud, girl, did you hear about our girls that will, um, I don't know how you will, my girl, my favorite artist, is now a billionaire. You mean Bad Gal Riri? I love her. Bad Gal Riri. See, wait, she, wait, she's a billionaire now? She's a billionaire. Stop. She's worth an estimated $1.7 billion. Oh, she ain't never coming back to music. <laughs> she ain't never Don't coming back to music. She said, Don't why? What, what do you mean? You, mean, you want me to sing and go on tour and promote an album? Why do that when I can just be the HBIC of all these companies. So many pods. Exactly. And like, that's why she's not coming back to music. Yeah. She's like, about that on season one. I'm a billionaire. I don't have to. Like, the average millionaire has like six different, exactly. at least six different sources of income. And that's how you become yeah. a billionaire, y'all. She <laughs> that's is, how. She is worth, and you know what's so funny too about that is, you know, she went bankrupt. Mm. So, you know her song, Bitch Better Have My Money? Mm-hmm. Bitch Better Have My Money. Love that song. For all the, that was about her accountant who was like blindsiding her and caused her to go bankrupt. Stop. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like, I don't know if you've seen the, vi- the actual music Oh yeah, video. I've seen the video. You know how she takes that like woman hot, the wife mm-hmm. hostage. That's like her taking the accountant's wife hostage. Because mm. it's like, bitch, you playing with my money. Like, now I got your wife. I thought that was just like a clever concept for a video, no. but. No. <laughs> Ooh. No. That's <laughs> art imitating life right there. Right. Right. <laughs> so she is worth and uh, reportedly worth $1.7 billion. She better be. I love it for her. Congratulations. And it's so crazy because this little artist from Barbados blew the fuck up, took the world by storm, created all these ventures, and is now a billionaire. A billionaire. The world's wealthiest female musician and second wealthiest female entertainer behind Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, bruh. Y'all, we're not even going to get into how rich Oprah is. I looked <laughs> yeah. that up one time and it just made me all kinds of sad. Yeah, so we're not even going to get into I think, that. I think Oprah's pushing $4 billion. Like, she's close to $4 billion, if I'm not mistaken. The amount of money Oprah makes every second. Y'all, look that up. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Go look it up and then try and feel better about your life. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to do. Fucking insane. And I'm just so proud of her. That's it's great. And it's 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 wild. I saw this joke about her on Instagram actually, and I was like, that's too funny. It was somebody was like, Oh, Rihanna's thirty three with no kids. And <laughs> then the reply was, What do you mean? She has four kids. And it was what? Fenty skin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what is it? Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. Um Savage, Savage X, X. Fenty. And What's the other one? Was it her perfumes and stuff? Like her colognes and perfumes? No, I don't think so. But it was another one. But anyway. Her music, probably. No, that was not it. It was, yeah. all, the, it was all the Fenty stuff. Like, it was her... Fin, what? Fenty oh, skin? her Fenty fashion line. She's, yeah. You know, she's the creative director of some major fashion house. I don't even know what it is. I don't know, I but... I think it might be like Marc Jacobs or something. I, I really don't know. But it was basically all the businesses that essentially made her a billionaire mm-hmm. <laughs> as her kids. And I was like, I love it. Yeah, it's fucking wild. It's fucking wild, and it's just so motivational, you know? Yeah. Because she has this one song, because if y'all don't know, I'm a Rihanna stan, but she has this one song called Mother Mary. 
I love that song. Yeah, and she's like, because I'm from the left side of an island. Never thought of Hispanic people would even know the name. It's just like, damn, girl, you really are from the left side of an island that I've never heard of <laughs> until you came out. <laughs> and you were like, hey, this is where I'm from. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> where, what? Who, Barbate, who is she? Barbate. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know? And it's like, damn, like, she is really out here doing it. Doing it, doing it. And it's like, damn. I'm proud of her. Congratulations. Like, mm-hmm. I love to see black people succeed. Mm-hmm. I love to see black people succeed. And it's not only are you black, you're black and you're an immigrant and you're a woman, you know, mm-hmm. and you're progressive. It's just like, it's, it's just, I need more and more and more and more and more and more of this. Exactly. So I love it. Congratulations yeah. to yeah. Miss. Shout out to Riri. Miss Venti, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. I know that um, Kanye, I think he's worked like one point. Okay, so I have this thing that I do, right? Mm-hmm. I love looking up celebrities' names. I, stop it. I love doing that. <laughs> I love doing that. I don't, that's, what, that's how I looked up Oprah's net worth. I was at work, y'all. I was literally at work busting tables, being like, I know people living better than me. How much is Oprah worth? And that's <laughs> so I love looking at people's net worth. I I I I, I love it's, it. It's like a pastime. I love at it. this point. Like you know, I literally look up people's net worth all the time. Me too. And I think that I think I looked up Kanye's not too long ago. He's like worth like one point eight billion or something like really? that. Really? I mean, that doesn't. I don't know if that surprises me. Kind of. Mm. Kind of. So the fact that. She's literally like trailing his heels. I'm like, come on, girl, you got it. Not that it's a race or competition. True. Yeah. Kanye, we just looked it up, you guys, by the way. For Kanye. Yeah, he's 1.8 billion. That's how much he's worth. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And you know what's so funny is that it's, it's just crazy to me because, like, again, for you to go from bankrupt and less than 10 years later, you're like... And that gives last me hope. Year, <laughs> she was the highest paid or highest earning female musician with six hundred million. So how in a year's time did you flip six hundred million to one point? Like you double, you earn like your your earnings went up double mm-hmm. and some. So for you to be one point seven billion yeah. from six hundred million, like that is fucking crazy to me because it's it's it it, it, it makes honestly like kind of like no sense like how did you do that but honestly just big 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 what do you call it like skills in terms of like budgeting and just paying attention to where your money is and having the right people on your team it kind of makes me think about tlc you remember how they were like huge Mm -hmm. and they were like bankrupt at Mm -hmm. the same time yep like but um, i feel like that's remarkably easy to do in the music industry like it's remarkably easy to sell all these records and quote unquote make all this money but still not have two nickels to rub together (laughs) because what you're essentially doing is just making money for the label you're paying back all the advances they gave you to make the album you're paying back the money they gave you to make the video you're paying back the money they gave you to go on tour so i feel like it's surprisingly easy to do that and honestly probably it's probably not just the music industry it's probably a lot of the entertainment industry, but music probably. is just the one that I feel like has been more exposed, I would say. Like that, the issues within the music industry has been a little more out there to yeah. access. Yeah, you're probably right about that. 
Yeah. All the more reason she's not coming back to the music industry. I'm telling you, like, she said, mm, I didn't make my billions singing songs. Right. Right. But you know who did make their money singing songs? Who? Miss Britney Spears. And oh I have not really been following what's been going on with her, but I have just been, you know, I've been seeing the headlines about how she's trying to get her father removed as the conservator. For her, so and just sad. the just the tidbits that I've been hearing about her and reading about her, it's just it's so crazy to me. Like, I was confused as to how she was even able to be under this, you know, like as an able-bodied woman. How 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 is someone able to just come in and be like, "No, nah, she she can't handle her own life. I'm gonna step in." Yeah, and you know what? I wish I could give like more information on that because I did watch her documentary, her newest one. I think it's called like Free Britney or no, it's not called Free Britney. I forget what it's called, but Let's it was it um, a documentary, and I watched it, and it was actually heartbreaking, and not only heartbreaking for everything they put her through, but I also felt a little bit heartbroken from like even the role that I played in it, because I did like sit as a fan? there as a fan, yeah, because I did sit there and believe everything the media told me, mm. like when she shaved her head. When she um, bashed in the paparazzi's car with that umbrella and they like painted her out to be crazy. But when you watch the documentary, it's like, no, she was not crazy. She was hurting and she was going through and that she was being harassed. And it's one thing to be hurting, but it's another thing to be hurting and harassed at the same time. It makes you lash out. I'm the same way. When I feel like I'm backed into a corner and I'm like vulnerable, I lash out, you know? It makes sense, especially when you think about the fact that it's not it's not random people hurting her. It's not people who she met, you know, in the industry that are taking... It's, it's her family. It's her father. Basically controlling her life, controlling her money, controlling her body. It's crazy. And so I looked it up, you guys, in case you're interested in watching the documentary that Sam was talking about. It's called Framing Britney Spears. It's on Hulu. It's one hour and 14 minutes long. So you guys go check it out. I'm going to check it out um, and let us know what you think about it. But it's it's crazy to me. And I'm really hoping, I know I saw on the news that she recently got a new lawyer. So I'm really hoping that this new lawyer does something for her and can help this girl get out of this it's, train wreck. It's, it, 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 it's extremely sad. It really is. It really is. And... I don't know if you um, saw this in the news too, but she recently was allowed to make her like own statement, like unfiltered statement that wasn't like dictated through her conservatorship. I saw something about that. And at the time I remember thinking like, why is it such a big deal that she's making a statement? Is she not allowed to make a statement? But I think that's the, that's the whole thing. No, she's not. (laughs) She's not allowed to make a statement. She's not allowed to speak her mind and say what she feels and what she wants to do with her, with her own, Life. They were, like, forcing drugs on her that she did not want to take. Like, she didn't want to take the drugs that they were giving her, but they were making her take them. And it, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to say anything wrong, but, um, yeah. Uh, one thing that was interesting to me about this whole thing, when I was just reading a little bit on it, because um, my whole thing was her dad, right? Jamie Spears, he's the one saying... You know, she's unwell, she needs assistance to to get her life on track. But and he was like, I want the best for my daughter, I love her, blah, blah, blah. And my thing is, no, if you really loved your daughter, if she's coming to you and saying, like, hey, I don't want you to be my conservator, 
you would step down. Even if you thought, even if, even if she really is mentally ill, even if she really does need to have a conservator, if you truly were trying to do what was in the best interest of your daughter, you would step down and either help her find a new conservator or, you know, at least vet the people that she's, that she wants to be her conservator. Give her the option to choose who's going to be in control of her life if it's not going to be her. Right, exactly. But, I, I mean, I feel like it's definitely about the money. It's definitely about the control. It's definitely about everything but Britney's mental health. Yeah, everything but that. Everything but. It's definitely about the money, for sure. And it's definitely about the control. And honestly, her father is just, I don't know. And at this point, I feel like he's just very despicable. And I feel like you can't really trust anything that comes out of his mouth. And I feel like he tries to frame it like, oh, she's unwell, she's whatever. But it's like, you're literally drugging her. And then, like, like making her feel forced to, like, put on this persona and this whatever, like, through her social media. Like, everything's fine. But now that she's actually gotten to talk and speak for herself, we see that she's not fine. She's told us, like, I'm not okay. Like, they're making me take these drugs. And they're injecting me with things that I don't want to be injected with. And if I don't do what they say, then, like, I have harsh consequences. And even that, like, again, I was saying that episode with her in the, um, the what do you call it? The umbrella. Mm-hmm. When she attacked the paparazzi. Like, when you watch the documentary, it again, anyways, it explains all of that. Mm-hmm. It explains like that whole, that whole like interaction and where she was. She was just trying to see her kids, and she asked them to leave her alone, and they wouldn't. And when she shaved her head, the media, the media like decorated that as like, oh, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's lost her mind. No, that was her saying like, you don't own me. You don't control me anymore. Like that was her shaving off all of all of that abuse and that trauma and being like, you know what? I'm a new bitch. (laughs) Fuck y'all. And it's, again, I highly recommend the documentary. I definitely want to watch it because it's really interesting. Um, I was a Britney fan. So it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to know that this has been going on behind the scenes, but I'm glad it's coming to the light and I really hope she gets exactly what she, I I hope she gets control over her life again. Honestly, Uh, that's what I hope she gets. Praise up for Britney. Free Britney. So, free Britney. So, moving right along, um, I feel like, didn't the Olympics just wrap up? I think so, yeah. I haven't been watching it. We said that last episode. <laughs> but I did see in the headlines that USA, we won the most gold medals. 39, I believe. And we just barely beat out China, who won 38. So, okay. whoop, whoop. Shout out to all the Olympians out there who went and made America proud. Not just the gold medalists. All you guys. Gold bronze silver all you guys even the ones who didn't medal you're still (laughs) way ahead of me so (laughs) congratulations guys and i'm really proud of you guys thanks for bringing it home to the good old usa that's cute but speaking of bringing it home to the usa yeah (laughs) i saw a headline about there were 430 (gasps) olympic related covid cases in tokyo Mm mm-hmm yeah, and like strictly from the Olympics, like 430, bro. Now, do we think that's from, I don't know, is that from, from P, 
people in the audience or is that from the actual athletes? Well, you know, they didn't really have spectators like that. Okay, like, that's what have, I was like, thinking. I like a little bit, maybe like some family, okay. maybe like a little bit of spectatorship, but most of it was These are the athletes? like athletes and like... Um, that's insane. And like, you know, people close enough to the athletes to like have permission to be oh there. My gosh. I'm actually going to look this up. Because I really want to know like where these COVID cases like came from, but 430. And while you're looking that up, what's crazy to me about that? Because I was thinking like they probably wouldn't have as many spectators as they probably would have had in the past. But with COVID being a thing, you would think that they would have probably had to do extensive testing before they were admitted. You know, probably before their events, you would think, but maybe not. I don't know. Okay, so here we go. Tokyo Olympics sees a total of 430 COVID-19 cases since the start of July. Um, the final, yeah, that they did this on the final day of the game. No athletes tested positive. Oh, so it's not them. For the third straight day. Okay, I figured they'd probably rigorously test them. Some were media, some were volunteers. Mm. Um, one official related to the 17 games and one employee of the committee. Mm-mm. And so I think there was initially 26. So I think between the um, the media, the volunteers, and the last group I just mentioned, I think that somehow spread, mm. uh, which is crazy. Crazy. A total of 286 are residents of Japan and 144 are from overseas. The wow. largest portion of the total, 236, were contract workers, followed by 109 game participants and 29 athletes, which doesn't. Which contradicts them saying there were no athletes. Get your facts straight, article. Maybe they were, like, teammates or just, like, there, like, just invited. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe they <laughs> weren't, like, Olympians. Okay. And it says over 624,000 screening tests have been carried out for people in the bubble system with a positive rate at 0.02%. The figures released by the organizing committee, however, do not include cases associated with the Olympics that have been announced by the Japanese central and local governments, whatever that means. But anyways, 430 people <laughs> got COVID because the Olympics happened. If the Olympics wouldn't have happened, those 430 people would not have gotten it. Because there would have been no volunteers, there would have been no media, there would have been no teammates, there would have been none of that shit. Moral of the story, guys, COVID is still alive and well. She's thriving, so wash <laughs> your hands, wear your masks, get vaccinated if you want. Honestly, don't get vaccinated if you don't want. Right. I'm not going to be one pushing that right. on you guys. Who am I? So, you know, stay safe out there, though. Whatever you do. However you choose to stay safe, stay safe. Yeah. That shit's wild, dude. It's wild. Especially because it's in Japan. And Japan is the most populated... Well, Tokyo is the most populated city in the world. You know what's crazy to me? When we went to Japan back in... What was that? That had to have been 2014, maybe? They were preparing for the Olympics. They were preparing to host the Olympics. And then, um, but I think at the time, the Olympics had maybe just happened, so they were preparing, like, because they knew they were going to be the next ones to host. Mm-hmm. And then the Olympics got canceled, I believe, when COVID hit the first time. Did it not? 
Wasn't it supposed to be in 2020? Oh, it was supposed to be in 2020. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was supposed to be in 2020 because I remember they had a cute, like, their logo, you know, the Olympics logo are the the circles. And it was like the, they did the 2020 inside the circle. It was really cute. And I was like, oh, look at them preparing for the Olympics back in 2014. I was like, yeah, it's going to be so fun. And then, (laughs) nope. Yeah. Yeah. And the Olympics. So, you know, I love the World Cup. I think I mentioned that before on the show. But, um... I know that the the World Cup is like off, like it's not every even four years. Mm-hmm. The Olympics is every even four years. Yeah, so twenty twenty, you know, four times five is twenty. Mm-hmm. So that would have it was it should have been last year. Oh no, is it going to be this year? Is what going to be this year? The World Cup. Oh, like did they Cup. did they push it? No, the World Cup I think is scheduled for twenty twenty two. Oh okay. Yeah, I think it's like two years past every like it's. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, Okay. it doesn't fall on every four years, but it, it, it is every four years, but it doesn't fall on the even, like, divisible four. Think it was not Brazil. Was it Brazil? Or was it? Sorry, guys. I know y'all hear that sweeping in the background. That's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cat doing the fucking most right now for no goddamn reason. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch the World Cup though, so I I don't really watch any of the major sporting events. Mm. I just like to read the headlines once they're over. It wasn't Egypt. I don't think it was Egypt. You talking about that hosted it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm about to look it up. 2018 World Cup. I feel like it was Brazil. I feel like it was. Let's see. 2018 World Cups. Mm-mm, not World Series, girl. <laughs> Does anybody care about baseball? I'm sorry, but baseball is so fucking boring. It's so boring. No offense to anybody who plays right. who <laughs> plays baseball or who is a major fan of baseball, but it's, it's super boring, so boring. y'all. I mean, the games are kind of fun. No, they're like, not. I mean, all, well, you don't drink. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess you got to be tipsy like, slash drunk. Like, your own alcohol and or pay $9 for the light, then, like, you're going to have a great time. But if you're not with either one of those things, it's boring as shit. Right. No, I'm sitting over there like a sober Sandy, like, this is boring. <laughs> I can't with this. And we went to like an actual Braves game thinking like, this is going to be it right here. They're professionals. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all support is just boring. Like y'all yeah. golf, boring, just boring. Yeah. You know, I grew up on golf though. Well, I didn't grow That's up cause you're from, golf, but yeah, okay, I'm sorry. from the golf capital. <laughs> so I, I understand golf. I know like I can watch it and know what the fuck's going on, but I also understand that it's fucking boring. And most of the characters I don't, character <laughs> most of the players i don't give a fuck about i'm like i don't care if you want to lose like i don't shit <laughs> you know but i mean that's what it is <laughs> but yeah so again shout out to all the olympians for making us proud here in the good old us of a bringing home those medals to us oh you know what i just thought about since we talked about this last week on the podcast, the baby and his comments. Did you see how he issued an apology? 
Yes. Did you see how he got canceled from a bunch of things? Yes. He got canceled from like Zalabaloos. It's like, girl, honestly. You You reap what you sow. Right. You're not really sorry. You're just like realizing like, oh shit, my words have consequences. Oh, girl, bye. (laughs) There are two things I want to say about this whole baby thing. So the first one was, I don't know if you guys saw the apology. In fact, I kind of want to find it. But if you have seen the apology, maybe you feel the same way I do. But I definitely feel like that man did not write that statement. He had a publicist or he had someone who wrote this for him (laughs) and he just posted it. (laughs) <laughs> on his social media. Maybe he didn't even do that. Maybe his social media manager posted it. But like <laughs> this man, there's no way. There's no way this man really wrote this apology. I I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But the second thing I want to say about that was I was reading a lot of other people's opinions on it, like mm-hmm. the other side cuz I was very much of the opinion like what you said was completely unnecessary. It was hurtful to a lot of people. I don't understand why you felt the need to say any of that. You could have very well have just said almost anything else. <laughs> So keep your mouth shut. But then a lot of other people who were coming out kind of in support of him were saying like, you know, he should be able to say what he wants, freedom of speech, or people are so quick to get offended, or um, just just saying a bunch of things like basically he should be able to say what he wants. What I have to say about that is, you're right. The baby is able to say what he wants because he has freedom of speech. So he can say what he wants. But at the same time, Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So <laughs> you can say what you want, but then you have to be prepared for the consequences that are going to happen because of what you say. Amen. So, yeah, you can say whatever you want. Go ahead. But then don't be looking, don't get mad or don't get upset <laughs> when you start losing out on money because people were like, no, what you said was unacceptable. We won't stand for this and we won't purchase anything from you. We're not, we're not trying to support you and give you our money. So... For all the people who were like, he can say what he wants. But other people say other stuff and they don't get in tr- he, You're right. He can say what he wants. He can say whatever he wants. But be prepared to not have a career after this if that's the route you want to take. Right. And the baby's trash. Honestly. And see, but I I, I liked the baby. I liked I his voice. Too. He has a nice voice. He has a sexy like voice, flow. y'all. I like his cadence. You it's know? great. He's a good looking man. Like, he oh, is. I'm not, I'm not taking any of that away from him, but... After I don't want you to think I'm a baby hater. <laughs> the stallion thing, I was just kind of like that was like the, that was the final kiss off for me. What? Wait, what? Okay, so you know Megan the Stallion had that whole thing where she had got shot by mm-hmm. Tory Lanez. I did know that. Mm-hmm. And he basically like came out in full support of her, yada yada yada. But then he turned around and did like a song with Tory Lanez, and then she felt some type of way about it, so she addressed it. You know, as a real bitch does. And then he basically was like, yo, like, long story short, like, in layman's terms, he was kind of like, you know, that has nothing to do with me. I'm staying out of it. Like, da 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 Like, have a good day type of thing. And I just think that's fake as fuck. Mm. I think that's lame as fuck. And that was, like, the thing. And then not only, like, he, I think there's, like, a video of him, like, slapping some woman. Like, I did fan. hear about that. Something, like, punched a fan like, in the face or something. Yeah. And it's just like, bro. Like, I get it. You're a person, too, and you have bad days, and some days you don't want to be bothered, and, like, it's not your job to be, like, completely disposable to your fans, and I understand that. I also understand that a little bit of that is just kind of going to come with the role, and I also understand that right is right, and wrong is wrong, and you punching a woman in the face because she got a little, like, what, like, I just, I just, I can't, can't, can't. 
really get behind that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it'd be one thing if this was like your first time doing something fucking toxic and like being like questionable. I'm like, mm, but it's not. Like you've kind of been on a streak at this point and it's like, okay, at this point I feel like you're showing me who you are so I'm going to believe you. Mm-mm. You know? That's just, that's that's my take, personally. That's insane. And while I was trying to look up his apology so I could like, for those who haven't heard it, I was going to try and like <laughs> find it. But apparently, as of this article that came out an hour ago, he's deleted the apology off of his Instagram. So... Whoever wrote that, the <laughs> baby did not approve that message. Right. He's a great rapper. Well, he's a good rapper, but you're not that good for me to forget about you. You know, you haven't done anything that like I feel like I'm like, oh wow, we need him. <laughs> I I don't feel that way about you. Like I don't feel like you're really pushing anything forward. You're really doing anything new. Like I have problematic faves. Believe me. Zilly Banks, example A, exhibit A. She's so talk about problematic. problematic <laughs> she pushes music forward. Kanye West, not even one of my faves, but I do 100% think that he pushes music forward. And I feel like I have a little bit more leeway for that than I do for someone who's just kind of like a little bit above mediocre. Like, <laughs> you're not pushing anything forward for me to defend your, like, bullshit. Not even defend, but for me to, like... Overlook tolerate, it? Tolerate. Not even overlook, because I'm not going to overlook. I'm going to call you on your shit. I'm going to be like, no, that was fucked up. You shouldn't have said that. Like, no, that was fucked up. But, but I'm not going to tolerate you when you're just barely over mediocre. I don't know. I have very little patience for shenanigans you know what i'm saying like even even the talented people because like r kelly is super talented r kelly makes yes yeah it is but mm, i mean i'm not trying to equate what r kelly did with what any of these other problematic artists have done but what i'm saying is i just because you're talented and just because you make innovative music you make things that everybody wants to hear you make things that are so creative and out there and just like right. so you know you, you make things that are just so groundbreaking i don't care <laughs> at the end of the day i'm like okay yeah with the whole i don't care thing i think like part of me is so pissed off at him because it's like that is a huge chunk of my childhood and a huge chunk of great memories associated with his music and the fact that i have to personally like distance myself and cancel you like I don't give a fuck with the rest of the world like I will never be okay with you being an abuser with you being a rapist with you being a pedophile you know what I'm saying I'm so mad because it's like damn like all of these great ass songs you know but like you said I don't care I don't care yeah. about how much you've done for the culture I don't music. <laughs> no I can't I cannot get behind it I can't I'm mad about it don't get me wrong. I'm mad about it. And I acknowledge that you made great shit. Yeah, definitely did. Super mad. talented. Which it's very talented, I'm mad, man. But I'm not going to stand behind you and like rally for you and salute you or even play you. You know, like I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. Like you sat here and abused like young black girls. Like, no, I'm not. No, I don't give a fuck if you. I don't know, fucking Roe Beethoven Symphony or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, no, absolutely fucking not. 
And it's weird because I have this inner struggle where I have like, part of me is like, I, I fucks with the artist, you know, like I'm saying, like I fucks with the artist, whoever, insert problematic artist here, you know, which I feel like is separate from who they are as like a person. If that makes any sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like you as an artist. You as a person is super trash. So sometimes I battle between like, okay, as a fan, I shouldn't care. Not that I shouldn't care, but like it's not kind of not my business what's going on in your actual life, your real life, your personal life. That's not really my R. Kelly's a different situation, y'all. I'm not. That's not the same thing. Forget him for a second. But like, <laughs> it's not really my business what's going on in your personal life. I I just focus. I just like your music. I just like your movies. I just like your artwork. You know what I'm saying? But because of the way the culture is now, because of the way the world is now, where you honestly can't know the artist without knowing something about their personal life, if not everything about their personal life, it's hard to separate the two now. So that's why that's when it becomes like, all right, well, I don't care how good your music is. I don't care how good your movies are. If I find out you're a trash person, it's gonna suck because I'm gonna I'm gonna want to stop supporting you (laughs) and stop supporting what you do. You know what I'm saying? I can't give you money. I can't when I know you're a trash person. Right. So I don't know. It's 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 tough. (laughs) It is tough. Cancel culture in general is just like so tough. And honestly, for the most part, I really don't even believe in cancel culture. I don't either. I'm not. I don't either. Like if we really wanted to analyze everyone, we would find something problematic. Yeah. You know, we would find something shysty. We would find something that we don't support. Like, so it's like cancel culture is really not a thing to me. It's just there are like core values and core, like, core more, like my meth, like my moral system has like core points that it's like, okay, can't, you know? <laughs> I cannot support this. I cannot so support sorry. this person anymore. But it's not necessarily about like, But it's not necessarily about like things that that they do specifically, unless it's like something like R. Kelly, like to that magnitude, mm-hmm. you know. Because I just I don't know. Again, like I said, it you could study anyone. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it's like okay, good example. I know people that were like, oh, cancel Jay-Z because he cheated on Beyonce. See, that that to me is, I'm like... an example of when you were Exactly, that's their personal life. life. That's, that's not, not my business. business. Like, I don't... Okay. That ain't got nothing to do with me. It ain't got nothing to do with his music. Like, <laughs> that right. that's not my business. I've cheated, I've cheated before, and I'm pretty sure I've been cheated on before. Also... I don't know it. Like, I'm sure it's happened, so... I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not listening to him anymore. And I'm like, it's not me making an excuse for him. It's just that has nothing to right. do with that's, him. Right. That's not my business at all. And <laughs> at if all. she chooses to forgive him, which she has, who am I to be like, uh-uh, I'm condemning you because you cheated on this woman <laughs> I don't know who doesn't know me and doesn't give three flying fucks about my opinion on her or her husband. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that that's a great example of like... You, when you can separate the artist from the person and when they get in trouble in their personal life, it's like, that's not, I'm right. not going to cancel you over right. that, you know? Right. I'm not a fan of him because he's a faithful husband. I'm right. <laughs> exactly. Because he makes good ass <laughs> music and he pushes the culture forward. You know, like that's, that's why I fucking listen to Jay-Z. That's why I ride for Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Because he's fucking phenomenal at what he does, you know? 
<laughs> if he also happens to cheat, then okay. You know, then, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not my business. Right, that's not, <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with me. Let me just. Right, I'm not also, in their home. It's like, you're not hurting anybody but your wife. And yourself. And yourself. <laughs> you're playing yourself. Is. But like, you know, but then you take somebody like the baby who. Is it, an entire Exactly. Without warrants. Like, without any provocation or anything like sir i don't know what was going on in your mind but and that's the thing like you he, it's not like this was something that was overheard or that was like secretly recorded while he was having a private conversation no, he, no you did this in a public arena to on your purpose. fans on purpose <laughs> like you did this probably did you you must have meant to alienate these people so that's why i'm like it's you did this as the baby the artist not as whatever your real name is <laughs> you know what i'm saying like jay-z cheated as sean carter and that has nothing to do with me i don't i'm sorry i don't know him Who's that? <laughs> i don't know him but the baby did a bunch of bullshit as the baby so you know and then you have people like R. Kelly, who's on. It's like a spectrum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Jay Z on one end, the baby in the middle, and you got <laughs> R. Kelly on the other end of the spectrum. Where <laughs> R. Kelly did first of all, R. Kelly is R. Kelly. <laughs> That's he's both the artist and the person. Really? He did some dumbass shit as R. Kelly the person, but it's so atrocious and so unforgivable that it's like I can't forgive you the person or you the artist because it's right. just too wild. It's too out there. Right. So it's definitely a spectrum on how I feel about artists and their scandals, I should say. But you're right. I don't agree in cancel culture, especially especially when people like when when things get brought up from the past, like, oh, so and so said this way back in the day and, and right. we should it's cancel like, well, him. You know what? So did I. <laughs> you know, if we want to be real, I've said some ignorant ass shit growing up. You know, I've said some dumb ass shit growing up when I was younger. So, and so have you, actually. <laughs> right. You have to. So have you. So shut the fuck up. But in that same and vein. let people live and learn and let people grow and let people, like, correct and make up for their mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, let people, give people the opportunity to do that. Stop, like, I feel like with cancel culture, it gets on my nerves because, like, the second somebody says something they don't like or the second somebody said something in the past that like they were just being young and dumb and reckless and talking or like talking on a whim then it's like oh no like shut up shut up which in the same vein people could very well be like well that's the same thing that's happening with the baby which is why i'm saying i'm not trying to cancel the baby like i'm not i i like his music i like his voice i like his style if he were to come out with a genuine apology that felt like he really meant it and he actually realize the repercussions of his actions then then i feel like then it would be perfectly okay to be like all right well he he did fuck up let's admit it let's acknowledge it he did fuck up but he also apologized he also seemingly is doing things to rectify the damage that he's caused but he issued an apology that i feel like was clearly written by a pr rep or somebody on his team and then that apology was deleted so i'm like i'm not again i'm not advertising to cancel him but i am saying i am <laughs> i'm not advertising to cancel him but i am saying sir it'll only get better for you if you apologize sincerely. sincerely and then you can move on then you can continue to have a career right. i'm not trying to stop this black man from getting money get your money sir 
but don't alienate people and spew trash while also, doing it. Also, just like mind your business. Exactly. Like I think the big takeaway here is just fucking mind your business, bro. Like mind your business, shut the fuck up, speak when you're spoken to. And if you have something to say that you're super passionate about, like you said, be ready for the backlash. Oh yeah. Be ready for the conflict, be ready for the consequence. And if you're not able to do that, then shut the fuck up. Like Chris Brown said, <laughs> you just need to go perform, thank the fans, and get the fuck off the stage. Period. And honestly, if Chris Brown's on the right side of history, <laughs> that says that's speaking volumes. If Chris Brown's fucking problematic, colorist, fucking abusing ass is has more sense than you in this moment, <laughs> that is saying a lot. Like that that should be all all you need. <laughs> should be all, all like that 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 is very telling okay if chris breezy if christopher powderhead brown can do it <laughs> <laughs> then there's there's no excuse the bar is literally on the floor <laughs> the bar is actually in hell like i don't know how you can't like how you can't raise that okay <laughs> Oh my God. Well, guys, let us know how you feel about any of these topics that we've talked about. About Britney, about the baby, about the Olympics, about COVID. Let us know. <laughs> you can DM us on Instagram or you can always send us a cute little message to our email at adultingunscripted at gmail.com. Yes. We're we'll waiting to hear from you. Don't forget about our Q&S segment too, you guys. Exactly. Send we us your questions. questions. We want your questions. We want to give our advice. However great or, you know, whatever it might be, <laughs> we're here for you, okay? <laughs> yeah. So that is going to wrap us up for this episode. So we really hope you guys enjoyed and we hope you guys will be back next week for another episode. Love you. I'm your boy Sam. And I'm your girl, Lady Q. Peace. Peace.